Is titled Covidia or COVID, um, is because I currently have COVID. So, yay! Woo! Woo! <laughs> um, but hello, sorry, firstly and foremostly, hello and welcome to another episode of Psych on the Mic. This is episode 15 because I'm very slack. <laughs> And what was meant to be a fortnightly podcast has turned into a sporadic monthly whenever I want podcast, which is fine by me. Um, so, yes, I don't know if you've been waiting for this episode to drop or you're just like, eh, whatever. <laughs> but here it is. And I know you're thinking, oh, why do we have to hear more about COVID? Well, because you do. And if you don't want to, then... You can kindly listen to something else, all right? So I've got COVID. Um, this is the second time in my life. Nearly a year to the day, would you believe, to when I had it last time, this time last year. Um, and definitely a better experience this time. Um, last time I developed this nasty secondary chest infection thing, my jiggamy diggamy. And it was nasty. It was real nasty. Um, <laughs> so I think that definitely like compounded my symptoms because I thought it was still COVID and I was like, this is crap. Like no wonder people just, yeah, really struggle when they've got COVID. Um, I think given it's my second time around, ding, ding, um, <laughs> it's... I feel like my body's probably built up an immunity. I mean, I've been vaccinated four damn times, so you'd hope so. But I just find it so funny. So I went on two cruises earlier this year, didn't get COVID on either cruise. And then I recently went overseas, um, went on a plane and, you know, around a lot of people. Um, and I had like a fluey thing towards the end of the trip. And then... Um, I tested when I got home, negative, tested the next day, negative, then started to feel better. So I was like, well, it's not COVID, it's just this funny flu thing. Then on Sunday, so today is Tuesday, um, I woke up and felt like I'd been hit by a bus and I, you know, Saturday night, no, it wasn't a big one for me, actually didn't even have a drink. So I knew it wasn't a hangover and I was like, what the heck? Like I was feeling good and now I feel worse. So I was like, I better do a, a, a Rona test, a Covidia test. And surely enough, out pops little faint positive line. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you serious? So I've gone from having, like I had a couple of days off work last week and now I'm going to have to have the whole week at home. I'm doing a little bit of work from home, but yesterday I was just zonked and couldn't really do much at all. Um, so yeah, that's me. COVID, COVID patient. I am not patient, but I am a COVID patient and um, I'm surprisingly doing okay. 
I'm pretty exhausted. I can't really exercise. I tried to um, go for a little walk yesterday. Nah, didn't really, um, wasn't, wasn't feeling it. Um, it was pretty exhausting and I didn't walk very far. <laughs> um, and then today I was like, got up and I was like really ambitious and I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to do some weights. And then I was like, I like had breakfast and then like sat down and I was like, nah, not doing weights today. <laughs> so yeah, um, for anyone out there that's currently got COVID, shout out to you. Um, I'm with you. Um, and for anyone that's recently had it, shout out for anyone that has never had it, shout out just for everyone, shout out. But if you've never had it, I hope you never get it. Um, and if you have had it, I hope you never get it again. I just can't believe that like three years later, we're still dealing with this crap. Like seriously, seriously. Um, it's April the 25th. So it's Anzac day today. And I remember being in Hamilton Island for my 30th birthday, which was March 2020. And that's when it was all over the news and it was really kicking off. And for all those that don't remember, it's called COVID-19 because it actually came out in 2019. So, I mean, in Australia, we've been dealing with it for over three years, but overseas, they've been dealing with it for nearly four. Um... So yeah, I was over Hamilton Island and it was, yeah, all over the news and I was like, what is this thing? And we had a concert coming up in April and dad was like, oh, what do we do? Do we keep it? Do we not? And luckily he postponed it because then shit really blew up after that. Like, holy cow, Batman. I remember the week when we got back, um, everything went into lockdown like that following weekend and I had this mad like conference planned for work and I was going to go and see the Harry Potter play and I was like it was going to be legit lit because it was like a birthday month like you're only turned 30 once and it all got cancelled and I was like well that's pretty crappy um and yeah and then I was like oh yeah my wedding should be okay in September (laughs) um Excuse me, Lisa, but winter, hello. Yeah, that really exacerbated things. Um, Yeah, so I didn't get married till December 2021. So I had September 2020 was the first date. September 2021, again, Lisa, you didn't learn your lesson because that's still after winter, love. Um, And then I thought, stuff it, December it is, see what happens, we're getting married, I don't care. Um, so we were so lucky because Omicron broke out just around that time, but it hadn't yet hit our area. Um, and we had like all of our family and friends there. It was amazing. It was like the biggest celebration and reunion after, yeah, a shit time of planning and postponing and cancelling and blah, blah, blah. And we had like a hugging circle and we were singing, we were dancing. It was just amazing like and I think for me um I think after that I was on a bit of a high like we had a honeymoon and so you're in this like bubble of married bliss and it was just beautiful like I just was full of all the energy of my family and friends and oh I was on such a high and then I feel like I went through this like grieving process after and for all of you out there that are like, um, honey, 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 
you just had a wedding, honey. <laughs> like, yes, I'm so lucky and blessed that I had a wedding and I had all my family and friends there and it was a beautiful day. And for anyone else out there that has been through a COVID wedding, I have a feeling you probably feel similar feelings to me. And for all of you out there that got married pre-COVID, you don't really know what the hell I experienced. And it was cooked, all right? And if you can think of planning a wedding, right, that's stressful in the best of times. And I had this, like, thing in my head. I was like, I'm not going to get stressed. Everyone says weddings are stressful, but they're not. I'm going to be fine. They're stressful. You can't help it. And I think particularly for the bride, because it's such an isolating kind of stress because yeah, the groom, yeah, my husband, I love him and he would try and help as much as he could, but there's certain things that only the bride knows. And it's just, yeah, like my mum was probably the biggest support during that time. Um, and even she didn't really fully understand what I was going through. So it was really hard. It was really isolating. And, and then, you know, we were, I think, three months out and things were actually looking all right. This was the first wedding in September 2020. And then it all turned to shit. Like, I think it was, I'm thinking like eight to six weeks out something like that. And so we called up all the vendors and they said, look, everyone else has postponed. So there's no cost. You can just move it to another date next year. So we actually didn't lose much money. And so we were very blessed in that sense. And I think luckily the majority of our vendors got the job. What is it? Was it job seeker? No, I can't remember the payment, but they got a payment for that time so that they were financially supported and I was so glad for that because I felt awful. Like they're relying on our services as, as people getting married to sustain their income, to sustain their livelihood. So um, the, the majority of the ones I spoke to did get that payment. Um, and I think we lost a deposit to a private, a very small privately owned family business of, um, family catering business and I'm actually really pleased that like we lost a deposit to them because I feel like they were struggling so much during that time and if like any bit of money could help then I'm glad it went to them and look the whole structure of our wedding changed so we didn't even end up having a caterer we were (laughs) I'm actually like it sounds a bit sick but I'm kind of glad it got postponed in a way because we, we kind of had a wedding, like after all that work and effort, we had a wedding that was a lot less effort. Like, so we had it in a golf club instead of in a hall where we would have had to set up all the tables, everything, like decorate the entire hall, which would have been beautiful, mind you. Oh, sorry. Just making a ruckus. Um, but also a lot of work. And so I'm so glad that we moved venues. Um... And yeah, and I didn't realize I would be talking about my wedding in this episode. I was just, I don't know. I was just going to talk about COVID and see where it went. And I've obviously got some unresolved trauma from my wedding. (laughs) Um, But look, this is a shout out to all the brides out there that have had a COVID wedding. Even now, even if you're getting married now, 
for all we know, your wedding could have been one of the postponed ones. Like, and you've just gone, oh, stuff it. We'll wait till all this drama's over. Or you are still impacted by it. Like, because you went through COVID. So you're going to have that fear in you of like, oh my gosh, is it all going to go to shit? Is bloody Rhonda, me bloody auntie going to catch COVID right before the wedding? Like she's a key person. Like, you know, you have all these fears and it's so crap. Like it really detracts from the day. So a normal wedding before COVID, you have all this stress, this massive lead up, this huge isolation for the bride, not COVID isolation, just mental isolation and then there's like this period where everything's set and you're like yes like it's all good to go Woo! and you you think okay I can relax now I can get excited and I think that would correct me if I'm wrong but I think that would generally be like maybe three months out if you I mean six months if you're organized like me so you go from all that stress to like oh everything's done like oh my goodness oh my gosh Um, and my beautiful mother, she was always reminding me of that, like, come on, Lisa, get excited. And I'm like, mom, I can't because COVID. And so like, I felt excited for the first one. And then obviously I was fearful, but still hopeful. And then that got postponed. And so then, um, what was I going to say? Sorry. (laughs) Brain fart. Um, September 2021, I found it really hard to get excited for that second time because I was like, yeah, is it going to happen? Is it not? I was like, surely like 12 months out, come on. And then when that turned to shit, I was like, oh fuck. So then when it went to the December date, I was like, like, I'm not even excited. Like I just could not get excited. I was like, yeah, you know, stuff it, whatever happens, happens. But I swear to you, I did not get excited until it was like the morning on the day. And I was like, it's happening. It's happening. Everyone's here. Everyone's in town. We're all ready to go. I'm here. You're here. Everyone's here. I'm COVID free. You're COVID free. No one's going to do a test before the ceremony today at three o'clock. It's all going to be marvelous. So I didn't get that excitement. I feel like COVID robbed me of that, which is really sad. Um, and then I think that's what contributed to this whole grieving thing after it. Oh, that's right. I've come, I've come full circle guys. Everyone I've come full circle. Look, look at me go. Um, and I was like grieving after for several months. I still to this day do grieve it a little bit. And I think I grieve the fact that I planned this wedding. I mean, Prior to 2020, probably started planning in 2019, I think. When did I get engaged? Was it 20? It was either, I think it was the end of 2018. Anyway. um, So yeah, I've been planning it since 2019. So what's that? 2019. So like three years of planning, right? And then you have one day and then it's done. It's all gone. And when people say the day goes fast, like it's literally like someone's got a remote control and they've got the for- fast forward button on and they're like, Watch! just the whole day. And you're like, seriously, can we just like rewind that little bit and just yeah, relive it? And this is why people get a wedding photographer and a videographer. So you can relive it. But man, I would give anything to actually go back to the day 
and just soak it all in like more than once and just oh like all that lead up for one day like I'm getting goosebumps talking about it because it was hard after that to be like now what like it's all over like my whole life depended on this event and me as a person I'm a very visual is it fantastical imaginative I'm a Piscean I know sorry about it not sorry about it um so I like fantasize about things like so much so you can only imagine like for just one wedding date how much you'd fantasize as me but then three wedding days like man there's some serious fantasizing going on and when I say fantasizing I'm just visualizing the day and what it might look like and all the all the things so it's probably more visualizing but I don't know it's got this like fantastical element to it so you can imagine me you know rigidly fantasizing about this event for three years and then it's gone in one day and then I'm like um now what so yeah oh thanks guys that was so therapeutic oh my gosh it's so nice to get things off my chest that's why I'm doing this podcast because it's like my own therapy it's great it's like it's so good because there's no one talking back like the best listener on here because no one can answer me back. No one can interject. No one can be like, well, Lisa, let me tell you what that's about. <laughs> oh my gosh. Now I have to look up Professor Trelawney quotes because I'm feeling real Professor Trell right now. <laughs> Open your mind. <laughs> Wow, only child here can make myself laugh, not mad or ashamed about it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I'm sorry, Dad, did you say something? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. I love Harry Potter so much. Um, wow, that was a massive side tangent, but kind of related. Um, the other thing I wanted to say was... Like, when in life would you ever postpone a wedding? Like, ever. Like, honestly. Because (laughs) you wouldn't. Like, unless, I don't know, maybe you got pregnant and you were like, you were like, I don't really want to have my wedding day heavily pregnant, so let's maybe postpone it. Fair enough. Fair call. Or someone in your family gets really sick or unwell, you'd postpone it. Someone sadly passes away, you'd postpone it. Wow, that took a bit of a deep turn, didn't it? Um, it goes from laughter one minute to like, oh. Um, <laughs> um, and then, yeah. And then the only time you'd like cancel a wedding is because you like didn't want to get married anymore. You're like, I don't like you no more. Bye. Um, and I mean, that's pretty sad too. <laughs> um, but like no other circumstance would you postpone a wedding. And then it's like COVID was like, Meh, 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 something like the dreaded Rona was like, comes along and just like, poof, 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 destruction, illness for everybody, isolation. Like, and it was so much focus on physical health, and it was like 
excuse me, excuse me over here, excuse me. Um, what about our mental health? Because that's going to be fucked up after this shit. Yeah, sure, we, we're vaccinated, we're like, and look, back fourth time vaccinated and I've still got it, so love that for me. But like, seriously, the impact on our mental health of COVID, this is kind of the point of my entire episode and I'm finally getting to it after maybe 20 minutes, don't even know how long I've been going for, is the fact that our mental health is pretty cooked from COVID, like cooked during to well done, like and burning on the grill. And then I feel like we're all still recovering. We are all still recovering and we all still have this stupid fear. It's not stupid, but like, I mean, I'm calling it stupid because of COVID, not because it's stupid to have a fear. Because <laughs> it's never stupid to have a fear, right? Fears are valid, guys. Fears are valid. So, what was I saying? <laughs> COVID fog. COVID. Um, <laughs> I completely lost my train of <laughs> So, yeah, sorry. Impact of COVID on our mental health is profound, okay? And... For us to go through our lives with this underlying fear every day that we're going to catch this virus and we're going to give it to people and like it's just cooked and that if we get it, we've got to isolate. Well, we're meant to. Um, I am currently at home isolating. That's why I'm I'm recording this episode because I've got nothing better to do. No, I actually love recording these, by the way, but I'm just really slack. And then I record one and I'm like, Ave Maria. And I'm like, wow, that's therapy right there. And I need to do this more often. And then like seven weeks goes by and I'm like, oh, I probably should do another one of those. So yeah, COVID. Um, Yeah, rude. Rude. So I'm actually going to read to you from my book. From my book. From my wee Scottish book. No, it's not actually Scottish. Um, but, oh, that's right. Oh, my gosh. My brain is like ADHD madness today. And, again, that's because of the world we're living in with the technology here. Technology here. So, um, let, okay, book. Focus, Lisa. All right. So, in my book, back to the book, it says The Dreaded Rona. And I've got, yeah, I know, but I had to include it. Let's be honest. It will likely be in many books in many years to come and many podcasts. <laughs> Don't mind if I do. And it hit during my third year as a psychologist, which made an already hard job even harder. I think what was so challenging was managing my mental health behind the scenes of managing many other people's. I had my wedding cancelled twice. Oh, well, I guess postponed twice, but still. And that was not something I was familiar with. And it was something I often grieved about throughout the year of 2020. So that's interesting because I was just saying how I was grieving after the wedding. I forgot I was grieving before it because every time it got postponed, I grieve different. Whoa, that's a really good song, by the way. You should check it out. I think it's called I Grieve Different. Hang on. Let me check that out. I Grieve Different. Oh, it's lit. Is it, Um, I think it's Kendrick. Yes. Sorry, it's called United in Grief by Kendrick Lamar and it is legit lit and you need to check it out right now after you've listened to this episode. Okay, sorry, back to my book. <laughs> um, 
According to Hossein 2020, uncertainty combined with a lack of control is not an ideal combination. Preaching to the choir, Hossein. Preaching. Um, mental health is something that will stop for nothing, so it was particularly hard to keep work, keep going to work every day when a lot of other people lost their jobs. No psychologist ever received training on how to psychologically support people experiencing a global pandemic all the while experiencing it themselves. We just kind of made it up as we went along. And we are what, blah, blah, blah. and we still are to this day as the effects of the pandemic continue to inter, inter, blah, 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 <laughs> infiltrate every area of our lives. At the start, a lot of people were going around saying we are all in the same boat. A podcast I listened to specified we're all in different boats but in the same storm. We're all in the midst of a pandemic, the storm, but we're all experiencing it differently given our specific set of circumstances and ways of coping, our boats. I thought that was a pretty accurate description. And I still do. That just gave me them chills. I got chills. Woo! They're multiplying. And I'm losing control. Can still sing with COVID. Love it. Um... <laughs> Connecting to young people via telehealth was surprisingly easier than I thought it would be, unless there was a poor internet connection. Collection? Connection. Young people are the most well-versed generation in technology and are always willing to help troubleshoot if there are any issues. It was such an enriching experience getting to see inside of their homes, this was through a computer screen, by the way, where they spend a significant amount of their time in a place I've heard a significant amount about. To have a person hold up their pet dog, cat, rabbit, or blue tongue lizard, and I'm not even joking, was the coolest thing I have ever witnessed in therapy. And just shout out to young people, to all the young people I've worked with, to all my current young people I work with, and to just all young people. You are all amazingly resilient and you blow me away every day. But during this pandemic, like you were more resilient than I was like every day I was just like how like oh my gosh just yeah took it in their stride and look they had it hardest out of anyone like imagine being a teenager in isolation that's horrible like they can't even see their friends and and teenagers thrive on social life like that is so cruel like how did we do that to them like that's oh I could so angry um (laughs) Um, oh my gosh, yeah, I'm just in awe. Like, I had young people that were in year 12, their formal was cancelled, their HSC, I think they still ended up having to do their bloody HSC because the exams were later in the year. But, like, seriously, to go through all of year 12 and not get to have a formal or a muck-up day or a final, like, graduation ceremony, I'm, I'm sorry, that's just cooked. And the way they handled it, like I'd be sitting there going, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry that you don't get to do that and you don't get to do this. And they'd be sitting there assuring me, oh, look, it's okay. Like, it's just the way it is. And all my friends are in the same boat. And I'm like, oh my gosh, stop. You're so amazing. Ah! (laughs) Um, So sorry. I've got one final paragraph to read from the book. 
I found phone sessions quite challenging given at times it was very difficult to remain present and I was very touched that the young people still wanted to continue over the phone with me, that even just my listening ear on the end of the line was enough during a very tough time. And that rhymed. <laughs> my poet, I didn't even know it. I also had several clients move away during COVID and thank goodness for the provisions of telehealth, which enabled me to continue seeing them despite them being in a different state. And I actually still see some of those young people to this day. Like, how cool is that? Like, they're like, I want to see Lisa. I'm like, oh my God, that's so nice. Like, it's so humble, humbling, <laughs> humbling. Sorry about that. Um, I've written here, like, what a huge compliment, am I right? And as one of my young people said, I really want to keep seeing you if I can. I have a great connection with you and I really don't want to tell my story to anyone else. Like, stop. You're so beautiful. I'm really Oh. Oh, wow. That's so nice to reflect on that. Wow. Wow. This is a therapy session for me. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Like, this is going to sound so funny, but uh, I've never found a psychologist exactly like me. I think I found a lot of similar ones and they're all my friends. So that's completely unethical to be able to see them as a psychologist. But I've never found one, like, for me personally, that I've seen in the community that uh, is... Well, none of them are perfect. I mean, I'm not perfect, but just never found that like really right fit that I feel I am for a lot of my clients. And I'm so glad that they have that, like to be able to provide them that is such an honor and a privilege. And at the same time, I'm like, oh, I really want, I want to see me. I want to, I want to have a session with me. <laughs> that right now like how cool is that um but yeah just someone that like does the exact style of therapy I do that's what I would want in a psychologist I mean that's now that I say that out loud that's kind of obvious but yeah just just someone that like listens and like understands and like validates me <laughs> and doesn't just jump in and interject with like all this crap and be like okay Listen to me. Yeah, this is how it is. Like, no, I don't want to hear that. I'm a psychologist. I know most of it. I just want, I just want someone to listen to me. <laughs> or as that chicken mean girl says, I just have a lot of feelings. <laughs> oh my goodness. I grieve different. Oh my goodness. Um... I wanted to find that freaking quote. So side note, I'm playing Hogwarts Legacy. Oh, and it is so cool. Oh my gosh. My husband to me the other day was like, haven't you finished that game yet? And I was like, no, honey, no, honey, because I'd be rationing myself. I'd be rationing myself. You rationing myself. You <laughs> because I don't want to finish it yet because it's so amazing. And I, I have a habit of doing that. <coughs> Sorry, I do have COVID. Um, 
there's no one else here, by the way. No one else is being impacted by my COVID right now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, my, my, even my dog's in the other room. Rude. Oh my God. What was I saying? No. Full brain fart. <laughs> oh, Hogwarts Legacy. Oh my gosh. It's so good. I love it. <laughs> oh, I'm going to go play it right after this. And I have my character. She's so beautiful. She, um, I don't know what like ethnicity she is. Cause it kind of lets you pick skin tone and all that, but she, she has like a slightly darker skin tone, like beautiful olive skin. And she has like dark brown hair and she had like a, like a choppy, no choppy. It's like a bob cut, but it was like really flowy and choppy. Like it wasn't like a freaking like put a bowl over your head and cut it off. Like it was, it was just nice. All right. It was nice. It was unusual. It was a bit different. And then I recently, I, f I went to this place in um, Hogsmeade. This is in the game. And you can change their hairstyle. Like, I thought once she, you put that hair on, that's it. Done. Can't change it. So, she now has beautiful long hair. Just like me. Oh, my gosh. It's actually probably like I used to have it. My hair's still growing back. Because <laughs> um, after the wedding, I thought it would be a great idea to chop all my hair off. And I cut it like just below my ears. And it was so short. And I was so emotional. And, and I still kind of like, I don't know if I made the right decision. But <laughs> there's nothing you can do about it now, Lisa. Um, anyway, it's grown back, but it's still not back to like wedding length. Um, anyway. Oh my gosh. What, am, what the heck? Am I like grieving my hair? Stop. Anyway. So my character's name is Kinsey. K-I-N-S-E-Y. Kinsey Rosewood. Cause like that is a legit lit name. And her hair is just stunning. So she's got beautiful long brown hair. She's a wee lassie. And, um, what else? Oh, and so as you go through the game, you collect all like different like costumes and robes and glasses and schmeckles and schmaltzes and how I is. So I recently put on the, her this big witch hat and it's like, it's just divine. Like it just suits her to a T. And then she's got half moon spectacles. Oh my God. I just got new glasses. <laughs> I got sent a package yesterday from Oscar Wiley and I got two pairs and they are divine. Um, oh my gosh, I'm so ADHD today. But it's really important because I got two pairs for like $199. I did pay a bit extra for like blue light filtering and other things. But they are so nice. And this is not in any way endorsed by Oscar Wiley, but you should totally check. Um, and I got two pairs. I got a clear pair and I like a tortoise shell kind of pair and they're so beautiful. And what's really funny was that on Sunday, like I slept all day cause of Covidia, um, had this very excruciating sinus migraine and I put my glasses down next to me in the bed and they obviously fell off. This is my old pair of glasses, by the way, not the new pair. Cause that would be devastating. Um, and they fell off the bed. And when I got up in my big COVID clumsiness, I trod on them and I've like bent the whole frame and I'm like, oh my gosh. And then literally the next day, parcel delivery. It was my glasses from Oscar Wiley. And I was like, oh my gosh, there is a God. <laughs> and 
Oh, yeah. Anyway. So, go back to Kinsey. Back to Hogwarts Legacy, because that's so related to COVID in this episode, but it totally is. Um, yeah, so she has Huffman Spectacles, and she has this really cool, like, combat, like, purple outfit, and then, like, a big cape, like, a big robe, and it's so cool. Cool, dude. And when she runs, the the robe, like, flaps in the breeze behind her, and she just looks super badass. Oh, my gosh. And, by the way, I did this, um, oh, what was it called? Um... I gotta look this up because as you can hear I'm looking it up. Um Oh the Urcot quest. Okay, so in the game, I'm not gonna go into too much detail because spoiler alert! There's a game. There's a game. There's a quest called the Urtcot quest. I know, a bit unusual, but I like it. And you have to like go through this tomb and search for this thing. I'm not even going to say what it is, but so all throughout the game, there's like different like things you have to fight off. There's like, um, wild dogs. And then there's, oh, there's these, oh, what are they called? Oh, um, (laughs) um, Doug bongs. No, <laughs> Doug bongs. Oh my gosh. No, Lisa. Doug bogs. Oh, they're so gross. They're these things in like the, ugh, oh my God, they're so gross. <laughs> they're in like the water around the castle and everywhere else. And they're so disgusting. Like you have to look up Doug bog when you get off here. I might go do a Doug bog. <laughs> Um, so there's Doug Boggs and then, I don't know if you guys remember off the movies, there was the, is it the In, In Fury? In, In, In Fury. In Furious. Mysterious In Furious. Come back, Ted. Oh, my little pup pup came to give me a cuddle cuddle. Come here, buddy. Hello, baby boy. Patting my little teddy. He looks like a little teddy. He's like a he's like a real life teddy bear. He's so cute. Hello, bud. Thanks for visiting me. Bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> you say okay, bye, and he walks off. Rude. <laughs> so anyway, my point being, last night I was home alone because my hubby went to play golf, and not last night, but. <laughs> Anyway, long story. Um, (laughs) But if you remember, I think on... What movie was it? The Inferi. I think that's how you say it. Anyway, I don't really care if it's not. Because it's my podcast, bitch. Um, I think it's in the episode where Voldemort... Voldemort, 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 Voldemort. (laughs) Where Dumbledore dies. Oh, sorry. Spoiler. Um... (laughs) And they come out of the water and they try and get Harry. I think they're in fury. In, in furious. Mysteriously in furious. So I'm up last night by myself. My dog was even in another room. So I didn't even have his company. And I'm in the media room. In this big screen. In this tomb. Playing this game. 
and all these inferi come out and they were so scary and I was like, oh my gosh. I'm like, there's a reason I don't watch horror movies. They were so scary. So they're like, they're like these really like skinny, elongated, like zombie-like creatures and you have to like set them on fire to kill them. It's brutal. But, and then they're like on fire and they're still attacking you and you're like, oh my gosh. And they just kept coming and I was like, this is not okay. This is not okay. This is not okay. And I was like, yeah, it was, yeah, it was scary, man. Anyway, I still had a good sleep last night, surprisingly. But, um, yeah, prepare yourself for Ertcott's tomb because that shit's wild. Um, I feel like I've been on here for like nearly an hour. Maybe I should quit. <laughs> Rage quit. <laughs> Imagine if I just did that. Bye. Um, but what I want to do is over the next couple of how knows who knows how long um I want to do some different episodes on food like food oh my gosh I could talk all day about food food glorious food it's nearly lunchtime yes um I really want to do an episode on food and dieting and just body weight and all the struggles that come with that because that's something I've personally um, been through and kind of still go through to this day. I mean, ugh, hate all them thoughts. I want to flush them thoughts down the tutti. Um, but I think it would really speak to a lot of people to do an episode on that. So I'm pretty keen. Um, and then I really want to do an episode on Faz D. So for all of you out there that don't know, I might've briefly mentioned this on another episode, but it's fetal alcohol spectrum disorder. So what it is, is it's caused by a mother drinking even during conception um, and often during pregnancy. Um, and it results in impairment in up to 10 domains um, for a child. And it's a pretty debilitating um, mental illness um, or disability, I should say. Um, it's lifelong. And it's not all that evident that people have it. So some people have the facial features, but that's generally a pretty small proportion. Like they're estimating it's only like 5 to 20% have... No, I should say 0 to 20% because it depends on the population you're speaking of. But um, it's an invisible disability and these children, um, it's like they've been in a car accident, like a head-on collision. And their brain, um, their frontal lobe has been severely impacted by alcohol use. Um, and you see a range of behaviors that sometimes don't come out to adolescence. So, oh my gosh, I could talk about this all day, but I'm actually doing a uni course on it at the moment because I was like, oh, at least you don't have enough to do. Let's uh, add more shit to your plate. Or should I say multiple spinning plates? Um, so I want to do a whole episode on that. Oh, and ironically this morning I was doing some of my uni work. We have to do a 2000 word blog post and I'd like drafted one up. Like I had all this like information in there and I was doing it all. And then something weird happened on my computer screen and I'd been working on it for like an hour and I lost the whole thing. Oh my goodness. I was so mad. I was like, are you kidding me? And then I felt obligated to stick sit there and redo it in that moment because I was like, well, it's all fresh in my mind. So I may as well. So then I wasted like another hour. <laughs> Sad. Actually, I didn't, I probably did it quicker than that. But anyway, so one episode on food, one episode on FASD, 
And then I really want to do an episode on ancestry and ethnicity and DNA and all that stuff. So I recently started investigating my ancestry and my DNA makeup. Um, and interestingly, if you'd like to know, actually, no, I'll leave that for the episode. I'm going to keep you on your seat. So you'll be like, oh, what was she going to say? Oh my gosh. I'll have to like, wait. Um, so yeah, I want to do a whole episode on that. And another, I guess, schmeckle off that is that, and this is what I really want to finish the episode with, is that today is Anzac Day and my grandfather, his name was Michael and everyone called him Mike. I called him Poppy. Um, he passed away on this day in 2015 and I still cannot believe like it's been that long. Um, what's that? Eight years ago. That's just crazy. It feels like it was just yesterday. Um, and so I just really wanted to acknowledge him in this podcast today and, um, just shout out to him wherever he may be up in the heavens, um, with all of his ancestors, um, and with my nanny and, um, miss you every day, pop. (laughs) Oh, sorry, I didn't think I'd get emotional. Um, he was just such a beautiful man, just so gentle and kind and oh, he used to give the best hugs. And um Yeah, he was pretty special. And I think he picked Anzac Day to go because he was a huge part of all the bands in, in well, a lot of areas in New South Wales, but primarily Sydney. And he'd get up every day and do, every day, every Anzac day and do the big marches that you see on the TV. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, his dedication and commitment to, well, he was in the Air Force. Um, he was, yeah, he did lots of things and I can't think of them all at the moment because... I have COVID and I'm a bit emotional, (laughs) but I guess I want to share moments like that with you to just show you that we're all vulnerable. We all grieve. We all have people that we miss, even if they passed away eight years ago, it's still okay to have a cry any day, any time. And yeah, I love my poppy. I miss him every day and... For anyone out there that's missing someone that's no longer in your life, um, that's okay. And just honour them in any way you can. And um, yeah, Ancestry, Ancestry.com, no endorsement. Um, but they, like getting on there and going th- through all the history and going on like my grandfather's right back into his history with his both on his mother and father's side has just been amazingly interesting and I feel really connected to him doing that so yeah anyway um what a roller coaster that bloody episode was <laughs> for me and you <laughs> um anyway that's it um 
if you have any comments, um, only positive ones, thank you very much. Um, either pop on and give me a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I don't even know if you can review on Spotify. Apple Podcasts, whatever. You do you, boo. Um, or shoot me a message on Instagram. Um, I'm now under Psych on the Mic. I think... Did I change the schmackle? Hang on. Um, so the account is called Psych on the Mic. Um, but the at is at Patronus Psychology, P-A-T-R-O-N-U-S Psychology, um, given I'm such a massive Harry Potter fan. I'm actually really pleased I mentioned that in this episode because it's a relevante. It's a relevante, shibbidabonte. Um, okay, I'm going to let you go because, yeah. But you, look, yeah, okay, bye. <laughs> okay, bye everyone. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.